Rankings month is rolling along with running backs this week. And just like we did last year, we've got some Tuesday guys and we've got some Thursday guys. And we've got a lot of players who are probably not going to end up in our rankings where you think they should. So let's get into it. Let's talk running backs 21 through 40. And let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott Yo. and Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, this was my most difficult position to rank, but we got through it, and we're going to be talking running backs this week. Yeah, it's a, it's a grind. Yes. There's a lot of guys you have to rank, and uh, it's hard to know... You know what? What I was what I was saying to Don uh, when he was doing the rankings and struggling through them. It's like it's hard to know forty if you don't know who fifty is and who. 40. So you really have to think about it and, and rack your brain for every running back who like gets the ball. Yeah, <laughs> and it was funny because I hit a point like I, I did this in two sittings. Like I did my, I did all my quarterbacks in one sitting, but this took me two sittings, and I wasn't really expecting it because I thought like oh quarterbacks were pretty good, I'll be fine. But then it was like. You know, and we won't get into it right now, but I was like, why do I have to come up with rankings for this person? That person is on our list. <laughs> he made the list. I'm so happy and for that so, person. Yeah. So it was and there's like, some honorable mentions that don't make the list. Yes. Uh, so, Tom, why don't you get us started with, uh, let's talk about A one couple guys that I, I didn't get to, well, I mean, I put them on, but we'll see. Like, Jamal Williams, I don't think he cracks it, right? No, he didn't don't have the make it. No, he in won't. Front of me. We, we, yeah, we had, I he, was, he finished like 45. Yeah, so like guys like Gus Edwards probably not going to crack it. No, of, nope. But nope. he'll probably have a role. Deion Lewis and Jordan Howard also didn't make it. Oh, I think I've got Deion Lewis. So there you go. You know, just some guys like that. There's some. Edo Smith guys. even is a guy that I thought for sure was going to be on our list, and I'm shocked that he isn't. Looks like Tom's got uh, three or four. You have like three or four outside your top forty or inside your top forty that didn't make either episode. Adrian and, Peterson uh, didn't crack our top 50. Don's got a couple and so do I. So we're, you know, we're, we're mixed up yeah. really. I have Adrian Peterson inside. So, you know, it's just a matter of uh onesie twosie back there. Yep. And it's just like any other rankings where like, if we give these guys maybe one or two more touchdowns, which you could justifiably do, they'd be inside the top 40. So it is a little bit of an and, amorphous blob. Uh, well, point. even, even like what I was talking about before, like uh, I did fumbles lost. And then we, did, we, as a podcast decided not to do that just cause it's really it's ridiculously so, it hard so to fluky, predict. Yeah. And like, Someone could have four and someone could have one, and there's yeah. really almost no difference. It's between. not like we're ranking Tiki Barber so, before but, he changed his running style. But my, my point is that when I changed it, that just you guys those. You rank Tiki Barber? Just, <laughs> just those two points here or there drastically changed the rankings. So Wait till we get to cornerback rankings. You're going to love where I have Rondé. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Threw some respect on his name? I finally did. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of doing this, but uh, let's get to the guys yeah. we threw some respect on. Yeah, there. and and this is a guy I was just saying uh, before. This is a really interesting way to start because our number forty running back is Daryl Henderson. Now, yeah, I think I, people might have thought we did that intentionally, but we didn't. We're working on spoilers, <laughs> he's a good talking point. but he's not the only Rams running back on our list, and I feel like that's safe for us to say. Yeah, but spoilers, um, I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know, Daryl Henderson. I mean, his prospects and his value is tied to the knee injury the knee tendonitis or whatever it is arthritis, right. arthritis. bursitis tendonitis but whatever he's thing, got you got it 
you know, we don't want to talk about Gurley in a bad light because he's a great player. But if you're looking at it from Henderson's, and he's a Thursday guy. Henderson's perspective, like he's going to get work throughout the entire season. Yeah. That's why he makes this list. It's not going to be something like, oh, you keep him and you hold him on year. And once he gets hurt, you flip the switch. I think Daryl Henderson is, you're going to be able to start him when Todd Gurley is healthy. You're going to be able to plug him in during bye weeks, you know, all that type of stuff. When Todd Gurley is actually on the field and playing well, they can both coexist very easily. Yeah. There's a ton of work guy? in that. CJ Anderson down yeah. the stretch last year. Unreal. So, I mean, it's it shows that obviously Todd Gurley is a good running back, but it shows that the room for success is there in that backfield for pretty much anyone. Yep. And if you're a rookie running back and you're coming in and the guy in front of you is a little hobbled, yep. it's time to it's time to go out there yeah. and go after it. So, Tom, I'll pose this question to you and Scott, of course, chime in if you if you feel so inclined. Sure. If you draft Todd Gurley, is it an absolute must that yes. you need Daryl Henderson too? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, and that's <laughs> and why you got to pay up. The yeah. only fear is that like Daryl Henderson's going to have a higher ADP than almost everybody from thirty-one to forty this year, um, just because of the necessity. If if you have Gurley and he goes, maybe down. so. Yeah, actually, you're probably right. But um, what I was going to say is that Daryl Henderson, obviously, I think that. I'm almost losing my train of thought. I'm Get very back excited. on the rails, Tom. I'm just excited. I, I mean, <laughs> I just picked him in a, night, I just picked him in a dynasty rookie draft, and I think that the opportunity for him to become like a running back one is there. Yes. And for those 31 through 39 guys, yeah. I'm not sure that that possibility exists. I'm as looking much. at it, and there's maybe yeah. one other yeah. guy. I think you're I think and yeah. 31. Yeah. 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 yeah, you're right, Don. It was a, it was a good take. It, that's yeah. he's gonna especially during camp when Gurley's on the right. sideline riding his bike. Yeah, I said to myself, or I said to Scott when I was doing my first round of rankings, Scott, do I really need to come up with rankings for Jalen Rashard? Number thirty-nine, Jalen Rashard. Eat your words. Don't I mean, he's got. I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. I'm the most down on Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yes, out of all of are. us. So because of that, I was higher or just as high on Jalen Rashard as you guys were. He catches a ton of passes. He didn't score at all last year. I think and he had one touchdown. Big, yeah, that's a huge problem. But I do think he's going to have some opportunities. And especially if Jacobs, you know, he's going to be a rookie. He's going to probably have some some learning curves to get through once we get to, you know, in-season action. And right. I think Jalen Rashard might end up being on the field a little bit more than people are thinking I mean, right these now. are the kind of guys, like, half PPR, full PPR. It's the adjustment, you like, you need to make. These are, That's the standard for Yahoo and ESPN. That makes a guy like Jalen Rashard playable. And at the back end here, you're looking for guys you can, you know, you can play. <laughs> these are guys you can play every once in a while. Right. This is, you know, so back Back here, I, I think it's reasonable that he's, you know, he makes the episode because of, like you said, he really caught a lot of passes last year. Right. But I could also see it really going the other way for him. And I'm bigger on um, Josh Jacobs turning into a three-down back yeah. than yes. I am on um, Jalen Rashard. But I understand the value. Yeah. I see that there's a role there and that he's played it well. So I'm not going to poo-poo him. I'm seeing him as like poo-poo. a poo-poo here for Jalen Rashard. I'm seeing him as kind of like a, like a late-round dart throw in full point PPR leagues and that's really where he's going. So I think yeah. he's you know there there's even the some I mean we're right going to get we're going to get to him. There's some other pass catchers like in that yeah. that's typical thing that we like a little more. Right. Uh we'll move on now number 38 Royce Freeman. It seems like Devontae Booker might be on his way out in Denver. 
even so, Freeman's even gotten if he the was guy that they invested high draft capital in. He's a guy who has he he grades out really well as a runner, especially in yeah. the goal line area. Like he's not going to go away. No, and Philip Lindsay, you know, getting hurt. Obviously, it's just like an arm thing, but you don't yeah. want to get this guy exposed to too much. He's not a huge guy. You're going to need that running back to spell him. And Royce Freeman is a guy who, if you start, you've got. I don't want to say coin flip odds, but a little less than coin flip odds of a touchdown. Yes. Which makes you startable, and touchdowns are really going to jolt you up on these rankings. I've got Royce Freeman finding the painted line six times this year. Yeah, I just want to. That's reasonable. I just is a good. I think it's a good time to bring up a reminder that these are projection based. It's not like handcuff based or anything yeah. like that. This is what we think their numbers are going to lead right. to. So exactly like that. Like Royce Freeman, it can be startable even with Philip Lindsay playing well, getting you know ten carries a week. He can be you know this. That's still where he's in. Yeah, you know, and in he could range. be unstartable based on you know unsteady pr- yeah. production if that happens yes. and still finish exactly in this in this yep. way yep so like you're saying scott it bears repeating that it is just raw data here yeah. this right. is not any uh you know reading. scenario there's no, yep. there's no tea in. leaves being read read here right read in. We do have actual <laughs> articles on Roto World to go off of, though, and what they're saying about Philip Lindsay right now is he was limited at OTAs, but uh, Coach Vic Fangio expects him to be ready for camp. So, you know, but still, Royce Freeman, like Tom said, he's not going to go away. He's just not going to go away all season. Yep. We'll move on now to number 37. This guy is here because of me. <laughs> he sure is. Austin <laughs> Eckler. Listen, he was a top 25 running back last year. The Chargers offense is really, really good. And, you know, you guys keep bringing up the Justin Jackson thing, and that's true. But I think Eckler has just kind of, from what I've seen, he's kind of carved out his role in the offense. Where I see Jackson as maybe the guy who, like, gives Melvin Gordon a series off. But their plans for Eckler I don't think are going to change as much it's a lot with of Justin Jackson too. playing a factor. He scores a lot of touchdowns. Long touchdowns. And he's an RB1 lock if Melvin Gordon gets hurt. And, you know, with where Austin Eckler is going, with where we have him, you're not investing a lot of draft capital in him. He's a guy that you can keep on on your bench for the first four weeks of the season and be like, okay, if he's not working out, I can use him as a trade piece. I could cut him, whatever. But I think he's a worthwhile investment, and he can have huge, huge payoffs. I think he shows up on the sheet in the same way that Royce Freeman does, just that he's going to accumulate stats. Yes. Whether or not they'll be – Different, but same thing for yeah. those two. <laughs> Royce Freeman's going to do it on the ground and annoy you. Austin Eckler's going to do it through the air and yeah. annoy you. And they're going to show up there when the when the season comes to an end. And, Scotty, just want to toot your horn. I pull up the consensus ranking, switch the Google Drive file. This is a handsome document. I, yeah. I, I, was, I, I told Don, I was like, this is going to be nice. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a good looking doc, right? It really yeah. is. I'm yeah. getting better as these years go on time. It's only getting better from here, baby. You're an Excel wizard. Season three. <laughs> uh, Next up on the Excel spreadsheet, Miles Sanders out of Philly. Going into his rookie year, going into an ever-crowded Eagles offense, not even just a crowded backfield. Um, Tom? I'm the lowest on him. Tom, I'm not 20, in love with him. 28 on Miles Sanders. 28 for the boy. I like that. Well, the thing is, is a lot of you you guys and some of the people in the world, they're, uh, they're all hating on Jordan Howard. So, like, hey. Ball's got to go to someone, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, good I, point. I, I like Miles Sanders. I think his production um, is something that hopefully we can rely on. I've got him just short of a thousand yards, but I have him involved in the receiving game because that's what they want. You know, they want those running backs 
who can be deployed out of the backfield as a receiving option. They've always wanted that. You see guys who've succeeded in their offense in the past. Yep. Shady McCoy, Darren Sproles, guys like that could last forever there. So I mm-hmm. think Miles Sanders fits into that sort of Eagles model. And even though coaching changes have definitely occurred since the LaShawn McCoy and Darren Absolutely, Sproles yeah. era, um, we're beyond the Chip Kelly one, I can say that. Yeah, Doug Peterson does hate <laughs> running backs, but he has to play one. He's got to play them, and I think this guy has a balanced skill set. Obviously, he's going to draw those Saquon Barkley comparisons. That's what I like about him, too. He's like a little bit of, of Corey Clement and a little bit of Jordan Howard. So, like, if he could circumvent them both out, he's into a huge workload. That yeah. is very true. And, I mean, in these rookie drafts, he's going right next to Montgomery over in Chicago. Yeah. And they, they are similar talents, you know? And I think yeah. that the Eagles is not the most sexy landing spot in the entire world, but it's a good one. I'm just not as – I guess I'm just not as – fearless in my projections of him and that's why i didn't have him as high as tom did what i did though was take guys like mike davis who's our number 35 running back and say he performed well last year he signed with a team who really believes in him yes they drafted the rookie david montgomery but i really think he's in for a big workload especially early in the season i think this is a this is an offense that really wants to maximize his skill set you got a lot of reports that Tariq Cohen's it's gonna be tough. lined up out wide it's tough to rank those guys at this point you know yeah like the, you know They're these other guys with other. with that, running back I mean, and which another is why it's perfect that he's about right that after Miles Sanders yeah and it, it's something with that camp particularly that makes it very hard to project out because right now those guys are still battling it out yeah and if you ranked them right now I think for us at least as a group of people They'd be so close yes. that they actually would cannibalize each other to the yep. point that Absolutely. they're not like a great fantasy asset. I have the same thing happening with Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson. You know, they're just similar players in the same team, and that is I, trouble. Right now, I have right now I have Mike Davis at running back forty-two, and I have David Montgomery at running back forty-four. Yeah, yeah so I, I have them just splitting Howard's workload in half. You don't, oh yeah. we don't know enough yet. They're honorable right. mentions today, but they might be something that we talk about much more serious when we update this stuff. Yeah, in August. Yeah, yep. exactly. We'll go to thirty-four. This guy, I think, we are all kind of in pretty much the same boat for. It's Rashad Penny in Seattle. Rookie year was a bit up and down. But I do think that uh, I'm actually the highest on him. You are, yeah. I think that there's a chance for him to actually get more work, not more work than Carson, but more work than Davis and Penny combined for last year, which was 250 touches about. So it was a really nice workload that he's stepping into guaranteed, and he can only go up. Chris Carson has never made it through a full season. He's bar- you know he's dinged up all the time, and if Penny is out there, he's get and Carson isn't. You know, he's going to have a couple games where he gets 25 touches. He's going to have a couple games. Mike Davis showed us he can catch six or seven passes, yeah. catch touchdowns through the air. That role is is important for their team that was proven last year. And I think Penny's really stepping into, yeah. you know, a gold mine. And it's a ton of attempts. The, the pie exactly. is really big. So you can actually take two gigantic slices out of it. Yeah. And maybe get two two hundred touch guys. So they, yeah, and I think a lot. So of they were like tops in the league in rushing yards last year from running backs. They attempts. were number one. Yeah, and you take that away. So even if you're like, so I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, even if I don't, even if I think it's sixty forty, you know, it's still a huge number. It's almost a yeah. thousand yards for a shot penny. Right. And you know, one of the things that I think we think about is like, you know, is Seattle's offense going to look like that again? Yeah, it is. Yes. Doug Baldwin retired or was cut and then retired. 
They have DK the same Metcalf offensive coordinator. Run around. Watch your mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he retired, okay? Yeah, he yeah, retired. So Sorry. He was not cut. So, like, it's going to look very they similar to They had to get to him off the books. Yeah. I got it. Tom, <laughs> we know, we know. It's right. too early. You shouldn't have brought him up, Don. It's too early. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Number 33, Latavius Murray. He's in New Orleans now. And he's a big, big, big man. Fella. Big if man. If you remember a couple of seasons ago when they had the Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis photo next to each other. Yes. That's going to happen again with yeah. Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, yeah. That's Latavius nice. Murray's huge. And I think that him being on that team is going to be huge for him. I've got him scoring. I've got Kamara scoring. And I've got the Saints scoring. Latavius Murray is, that- is a great red zone back. He's a great goal line back. And he's going to a team that lives in the red zone. Yeah, what I was going to say is, it's do you think the Saints are going to score? All day. All day, every day, and tomorrow. <laughs> Guys like Cadet and Sproles again. Yeah. Any running back on that team has always been fantasy relevant. So why not a young, big dude who can actually catch the ball as well coming yes. out of the backfield. So I think the way that he shakes out in my rankings personally at 33, the biggest bump from him to get above some of these guys was that passing chops. Because if you saw, it was never always just Alvin Kamara catching the ball. Mark Ingram, no. oh, yeah. Hightower back in the day catching the ball, you know? Pierre Thomas yeah, I've used got to him, be my boy. I've got, yeah. I've got him catching 30 <laughs> balls. I think he could catch more. He Pierre can, Thomas, absolutely. That's great. <laughs> and I think that Latavius Murray, for where he's going – is great value, and I think that 33 is conservative. I almost wish that he wound up higher on my own, and uh, I'd like to see him climb. Yeah, I was actually the highest on him, but only one ahead of you. Yeah, and we all had him scoring. I think it was over seven touchdowns this year, which all, makes all him, had him making the episode too. We, we all yeah. had him in our top 40. We, and like he's gonna be like the highest upside for a touchdown of a bye week fill in type of guy that you can get in the draft. And I, I couldn't agree more. Heaven yes. forbid something happens to Kamara, too. I mean, Latavius Murray can My stay God. on the field all three downs if Kamara <laughs> goes down. Yes, you're right. He did in Minnesota. Yeah. And even yeah. if he's on the yeah. and even if he's on the field, Murray's gonna have goal line work because he's just so good in those situations. Yes. He was good in those situations in Oakland. He was good in those situations in Minnesota. Yes. He, he's not gonna get any worse in New Orleans. No. He won fantasy games for you last year. Absolutely. You oh, yeah. He's won them yeah. all his whole life. He, two years ago he did too. Yeah. Number thirty two. I love that we have this guy up here, and I think we're gonna have his counterpart in this episode as well. It's Naheem Hines. Yeah. And Ab- I the absolute this respect is such a good for ranking Hines. for him. This is a this is like we said before with Jalen Richard, you we're know, all scary close. On yeah. Team Hines. yeah, I know. 35, 33 and 34. Yeah. It's, it makes sense to me, man. Yeah. He's, he's going to catch a lot of balls. He did yeah. last year and that offense is only going to get better. Yeah. I think he's actually a pretty good running back too. His yards per carry was pretty good. Wasn't yeah. It? So actually that's part of why I have him where I do. I think that his passing chops and his like ability in that offense has earned him the right to some yeah. more attempts. Yes. Let's not, like forget that it's easy to predict when okay Naheem Hines on the field they're going to be passing it's yeah. way it's way better for the offense if they can be versatile oh yeah we'd love to see that from Marlon Mack but the guy it doesn't catch happen a damn thing no. I don't know why they don't like him to do that but they don't so Naheem Hines winds up on the sheet because that is a huge 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 attempt 
heavy offense. Oh my god! And it's a, the if you're going to dump potential down, for that's amazing. If you're going to dump down, I mean, Naheem Hines is is fantasy relevant right away. This is a full point PPR steal guy. This oh is yeah, a late rounds full point PPR steal. This I is a guy that up. you can throw him in your starting lineup as your RB two, and if you're in a full point PPR league, the guy who's looking at your roster is going to be like, oh my god, he's starting Naheem Hines. Eleven like, points. This is a win <laughs> every and single then all of a week. Sudden, <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden, like he outscores his RB two, and he's just like. So frustrating oh, yeah. because he just doesn't yeah. understand he's a, what yeah, the value the of he kind of guy is. we absolutely love. Yeah. I get, we are in a ton of leagues. I bet we have him everywhere. He's yeah. adorable. <laughs> he is. Did I throw you off a little there? A little, yeah. A little. <laughs> uh, this is our first, I think, guy who's probably or at least likely to be an RB1. That bacon, egg, and cheese coming back up on you. <laughs> it's, been, it's been doing it all the whole episode. I, can't, I don't know what's going on with me. Uh I eat too fast. That's what it is. <laughs> Darius Geis is at number 31 for us. And I'm assuming he leads the backfield in Washington. Tom, you're a little bit more in the camp of it's going to be a 50-50 between him and Peterson. At right? least for now. And with Adrian Peterson doing as well as he did and the extension that they give yeah. him, you, you don't do that for no reason, right? right. So I, it's like how I was saying – Shout out to Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Shout out to the legend. An absolute miracle. It's like how Freeman <laughs> is not going to go away. Adrian Peterson is certainly not going to no, go away. No. You're going to have to kill him before he gets out of the NFL. And I yeah. think for that reason, he winds up up here. Um, is he a sexy fantasy option? Probably not. Is he going to get hurt? Probably. Scott he's going to eat him. into guys. Scott doesn't have him for 16 games. I pretty much put everyone for 16 games. Um, and Adrian Peterson can defy those odds every single time. Uh, he's just a scary option out there. For every sense of the word, yes, you don't want him on your team necessarily, but like if AP, but he gets, starts, you and might. you're like, oh boy, AP gets in a rhythm. You take him out, or you give him 25 carries, like you, <laughs> you give him 25, give him 25 carries. carries, and then Geis is gonna sit his ass on the bench. Like yeah. I'm afraid, I really am afraid of that. Yeah, I think our rankings show that. I think a lot of a lot of people are a lot higher yeah. on Geis than we are, but no thanks. There's a lot of I guys. I think I'd Geis take. is still a really intriguing play for dynasty leagues because I think he'll yeah. probably like he'll be on the cheap. If I'm think if I'm trying to like visualize what Geis's year is like, and this is kind of what I did, I was like, what is the most likely thing that this looks like to me, optimistically speaking? And I was like, it's probably Geis slow out of the gate. AP leads the team and carries through the bye week, and then after the bye week, when he's like fully back with his knee underneath him and feeling better, he takes over team and has he confidence. finishes really strong. And on a point per game basis, is in that you know RB two, like low RB one range, right? And then he's looking great going into next year, which is why Geis is definitely still a guy who, if I was doing a dynasty startup, he'd be a guy that I'd be interested in taking. That's the hope, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, they go ahead and draft the running back. They've got Chris Thompson. they got a crowded room. So we'll yeah. see how it shakes out. Yep. Next up, we all had him on the episode, um, but we were kind of all over the place with this guy, probably because the teams that he's going to be, he's potentially playing for this year are all over the place. It's LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. So right. if he stays in Buffalo, we've, I'm we've passed very that $6 concerned. $6 million day. Oh, we have. We've passed the $6 million yeah, day. He's wow. there. He's probably there. I mean, $6 That's million crazy. in terms of NFL money is not like. Especially for a team who high. has like no receivers, a, qu- a quarterback on a rookie contract. You know, they don't have. They can they can spend $6 million on him and, and, and be yeah. well under and the cap. What also I think about that, too, is there's ways that they can get out of the LaShawn McCoy business. But there's reasons that they might want to be in that might not be so public, right? Right, right? So let's say some of the other running backs are not completely healthy right now. Why get rid of the guy who's always been healthy? Yeah. yeah. And I say that jokingly. I kind of laugh. He's 
always not healthy, but he's always playing. Yes. McCoy. Yes, he's, he's had a uh, questionable ankle injury for the last yeah, nine seasons. Yeah, we should just put a Q next to his name. Yes. McCoy, questionable. <laughs> I've got him still working out of the receiving game. I think he's the day one starter. I think he accumulates not 1,000 yards, but he crosses the painted line. I think he's a guy who's Let's remember, he that. was playing with Nathan Peterman last year and for this is, a decent portion of the season. At, He'll um, be better as Allen gets better. Clearly, that was his worst season ever. I'm not oh surprising anyone. But if you go back and look, which I'm sure you also know, LaShawn McCoy was pretty damn good for The year ever. before, even yeah. on the Bills. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to call anything an outlier year, I think it's probably that one. I think the hate might have gone way too far on him. Um, so I still I think got you're him. right. Actually, I'm, oh, you're you're selling me on him. I've got here. him on 26, and I think he's kind of a buy low guy. Um, yeah, the appeal. I, mean, I can you see cannot the appeal. buy him any lower than what he's at right now. Yeah, and T.J. Yeldon enters that backfield, of course, which is a little scary. I that puts him as an honorable mention. But guy. he's not as dynamic as McCoy is when McCoy's right. And Frank Gore's there, but it's like, I mean, come on. Yeah, and I. That's I, what we said about Kenyon Drake last year. <laughs> I lopped. I lopped his. Damn you, Frank Gore! (laughs) I lopped his touches down. What is dead may never die. All of this stuff, but I think Lashawn McCoy is still the first option in that offense, and especially if they're going to pay him six million dollars already. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I. He's such. I gotta stop. I gotta stop thinking about his upside. Can we move on, please? (laughs) Tevin Coleman, number twenty-nine. Who knows what his upside is with that crowded backfield in San Francisco? But this ranking kind of constitutes the fact that all three of us think he is the running back to go get. So in San Francisco, the thing behind his ranking for us is there actually is again, again, but there actually is storyline behind his ranking because or behind his projection because of his you know familiarity with. Kyle Shanahan, the fact that they went and paid Tevin Coleman like equal money, money to what they paid McKinnon, though they pay, you know what I mean, yeah. over like a per year basis. It's like basically the same contract. It shows that they don't have affinity to either one. And Kyle Shanahan is going to prefer Coleman. He's already also said it. The reason so. that I prefer Coleman, and probably the same reason that Shanahan does, is his passing game chops. Yeah, and that's what's going to shake out a lot of these rankings. Like our rankings are in half point PPR. So if you don't catch the ball, you're going to plumb. It. And I think yes. Tevin Coleman raises up because he was such a dangerous asset in the passing game under Shanahan. We're talking about a guy who was an RB one because of his passing yes. chops. He was dismantling teams. He was the he was the guy who thwarted the mighty Denver Broncos defense back in the yeah. day with an amazing fantasy game where people were like, when he's just coming on, like, do you start him? Do you not? And right. the argument was. Dude, look at the numbers. He's RB6 right now. Yes, you start him. You're, <laughs> so, and you thank the heavens you have him. Yeah, so I think just on that alone, back in those days, he's sharing it with uh, Devonta Freeman. Right. He can share it and be relevant, and he's usually risen to the top of fantasy numbers because of that pass. And our favorite right. thing about Tevin Coleman, too, is he blows up his long <laughs> touchdowns, too. Like, he can win you weeks, weirdly yeah, enough. His, um, back here, like, where he's going to go, it's very valuable. His oh, yardage yeah. total for last year should have about 100 more from that one game alone. Oh, my oh, God. back. Those almost broke our heart. But <laughs> Don is actually having PTSD about it. I really yeah, am. It's I think just, we got to move now. <laughs> just seeing that replay and like knowing. We're just making ourselves move yeah. on it. Because that was like a. <laughs> from side. That was like. That was a red zone cutaway. Fantasy and you players. saw the touchdown. And then it was a flag that got brought back. So like we didn't even see. Like we saw it in real time, he scores. We go nuts. There's a flag. We get completely disappointed. Oh yeah. And then of course, for good measure, he hits a 45 yarder like Not 10 so minutes later. Yeah. yeah, it was incredible. The roller coaster, man. 
Number 28. This is a major fallout for the fallout for this player from where he was ranked last year, but I think we're all very much in the right to think that he's not going to com- compete with what he did last year. It's James White. Yeah, I mean, Sonny Michelle comes into the year last year banged up and is like, you know, helped along the whole way. Rex Burkhead doesn't really play that much. It was completely out of necessity that they needed to just pepper James White like that. Do I think he's going to have a good year still and be reliable as an RB2? Yeah, we have him ranked in that Full range. Full point PPR, he's but an RB2. No what doubt. works against him is he gets no rushing. So, like, we do love the pass catching backs. But if you're not going to run for, like, 300 yards as a running back, yeah. you're going to struggle to compete and, and you know, climb these he's projections for a full right. season. He's why he's I love receiver. He's a wide receiver. I have him for the fourth most receptions among running backs, and he's at 23. Right. Yeah. Ranking 23, I right. have him for 89. And you're the highest on, a, on him at all I have him for 89 catches and 800 yards. That's a lot. I think they're going to use him as a – I think he's truly going to be like a receiver. Yeah. They need more receiving options. You lo- And I always talk about how the running back and the tight end are interrelated as like a dump down. Right. And they're struggling mightily at tight end. Oh, yeah. So James White is going to be like a wing back, like – Anything, utility, blah, blah, blah. The first, the first four weeks special. that Ben Watson is not there, White's probably going to be awesome. He's yeah. going to be great. Probably going to be awesome. And there's going to be so just matchups where you're like. We've seen this, though. Shane Vereen back in the day. Yeah. Like, this role exists. It always has. It's almost like the only consistent running back role on the Patriot history. Yeah. I think Sony Michelle will be a little more consistent this year. But and he I, doesn't catch the ball. I know. But then they also draft another running back, right? Right. So, I've actually put his attempts low and his receptions high, and he floats to 23. Yep. I'm fine with it. Obviously, last year he went buck wild, but we already addressed that. I don't One of the things I love doing in full-point PPR leagues is I, I get my first running back, and it's always a guy, obviously, who's going to catch a lot of passes. But I will wait forever to get my second running back because I know I can get James White in the 10th round. Right. And be like, okay, he's my running back too, and he's going to play like a wide receiver too. Yeah, yep. we've been now, drafting this he's guy. not going to go in the 10th round this year because of what he did last year. And that's my only problem with him, and I think that kind of affected my ranking of him. I had him at 30, and quite frankly, I think his ADP currently had a lot to do with it because he's going way earlier than he should be taken. Yeah, he's going way early, but uh, he's a guy that we've been drafting since before they made the stick yeah. that said James White. Yeah, right. So that's right. You had, to, you had to draw him. He's a Rutz boy for <laughs> yeah. life. Number 27, this is a Don boy for life. Yeah, Lamar Don, Miller. Don's all-time RB, too. Oh, uh, my God. I will have him. In yeah, a, so that story you just told was a lie because you always have Lamar Miller. I do always have Lamar <laughs> But in any I'm other league. Kidding. I know what you mean, yeah. though. Obviously, we're stacking up those flex positions. And I got to say, I got to say, I'm all in on Lamar Miller again this year. Watson came back. And in he was terms great. of what? Like, what it's all in? RB2 with <laughs> RB1 potential every week. You wild man. I know. You are crazy. I'm you right cannot back in. be tamed. But I'm like, he's frustrating to have because he's just all feel get like he, out. But Alfred Blue no longer there. His Deontay Foreman, who knows what they're going to get out of him this year. The Texans spent two high draft picks on volume. offensive linemen and a third on the best run blocking tight all end volume. in the draft. He's going to have a lot of volume. He's going to be on the field forever. And. Right. I think he's in for another RB2 year, and he'll have weeks where he finishes as an RB1. No doubt in my mind. I love Lamar Miller. He's one of the safest bets at running back. He's also one of the most boring bets at running back. And it's that's Lamar why he's Miller till it's low. not. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's it. What is dead may never die, Lamar Miller. There you go. All righty. Next up, I mentioned this earlier. Naheem Hines is running back mate in Indianapolis. Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack We're with Naheem Hines' hands. Good night. 
<laughs> he's yeah. in the top five. Yeah, but just, he can't they, catch anything, and he does. They don't throw to they him. They refuse to even see. You know, and it must be really even, bad because they don't yeah. even try to show us. No, I'd love to go to their practices <laughs> yeah. where they just see, just if see him can. work on the jugs machine. Yeah. Like, let's give me something. I know. Just give me, give me I, something. I think they just like the division of labor that yeah. way. It pisses off fantasy and, players. You know, that's uh, like really one of, from a past episode, a conversation that's always stuck out in my head from just talking about Marlon Mack. Like, do you really think he's going to get 125 rushing yards a game? Because that's what he's going to need to keep that running back to floor for you every week because he's going to catch maybe one pass or and well, you, you're going to either need him to score a touchdown every single week or go over 100 yards, and it's just not feasible. Well, he's not going to do that. He's not going to go over 100 against the Jags, and he plays them twice. Yep. The Texans defense is pretty good. I would Especially say probably one run. out of two. Great against the run. A, yeah. So that's three games already that he's probably not going to give you an RB2 value. Well, 125 a game would be more than RB2, but that's Scott's fair. saying like versus someone who's actually going to catch the ball. Right, right. So it's like a really difficult gamble. What he's going to butter his bread on and be startable if he is going to be that way is Or when the touchdowns. Colts blow teams out. Uh, uh, yeah, blow it out has wins to be. and touchdowns. Yep. I've got him for 10 total, and I think that – I don't even know. I'm actually going to have to j- I mean, this edit is- this off. I've got him for one receiving touchdown on 20 catches. But uh, Tom, what man? Come on, it can man. happen. Let him catch the ball. <laughs> I got him, him for two receiving touchdowns. Let him try. What are we doing? I'm disrespecting. I, oh my god, I had him for two receiving okay. touchdowns. What's wrong with me? Now I feel a lot better. You guys are idiots. Ugh. No, but I think one is okay. I think they cheese, should probably man. try it out. But here's the thing: he is what he is in a really good matchup, like a game that the Colts look like they're a lock to win. Yeah. He's a, he's a must start. And yes. here's a perfect here's a perfect picture of why must start. He's a plum pick guy. Yeah. Like that's going to happen. Plum pick shutdown like a yeah. back and forth just like <laughs> TY Hilton, Hilton his teammate. Yeah. Here's a, here's a perfect depiction of how why, how receptions matter so much. I have Lamar Miller and Marlon Mack scoring the same amount of points. I have Marlon Mack scoring four more touchdowns than Lamar Miller. But because Lamar Miller is going to get and more probably catches and more receiving a, yards. Hopefully a few hundred more rushing yards like I have Marlon Mack. 30 more Lamar. rushing yards Just, over Lamar Miller. No, you're all in on Lamar um, Miller. I, you know that. <laughs> He's not breaking 1,000. No. Want to do a 10 on that, actually? I'll add it to the bet ledger. Whoa. Yeah, let's go. 1,000 total, right? Lamar under 1,000 rushing. Oh, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Aaron Jones, number 25. I don't think he goes over 1,000, but I don't think that matters. Because he was, he can stay on the field for all three downs. Jamal Williams seems to be not going away. But I, I mean, if one of these guys takes it over, I think Jones is is the the more the, like prime candidate. Yeah, yeah he's over five. It yards could be a amazing. Carry. He's over five yards a carry. He just needs more work. Um, if he can get up into that two fifty plus touch range, then this is a guy that is really going to be very valuable. He I'm, could be. He I'm, could be RB one. I'm growing on him. And RB one. No, he could be RB one. Don. I mean, Eddie Lacy was RB one yeah. in that offense, and he's like out of the league. He couldn't find a fucking. Oh, whoopsie. Whoopsie. <laughs> I just, you know, Eddie Lacy, owner of uh, years oh, past. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little PTSD. That's a real here. sore subject. Uh, oh. <laughs> Eddie Lacy, man, he he burned bright and he died young. But he did. I mean, he couldn't even fit into another scheme. He couldn't even succeed in Seattle where running backs have amazing success, right? right? So in this situation, am I in? I got to say, yeah, I am. Yeah. And I think the upside is big. Yeah. The upside is so big. I'm not saying he's running back one, by the way, but I'm saying it could happen. I think he could be a one for sure. But right now, I've got him RB24. I like where we've got him as well. Aaron Jones shows up to OTAs at 5.3% body fat. Yards per carry, too. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he might be the only player in the yeah. league who can do that, who can claim that. Hashtag stats. Hashtag stats. Number 24. The only rookie on today's, or the second rookie on today's list. Forgot about Daryl Henderson, sorry. Josh Jacobs, Oakland. Second Oakland running back. We didn't rank a guy on the Bucks in our top 40, but no. we have two Oakland running backs. No, not yet. Which I is mean, funny. Well, their running back production was Although atrocious. There, yeah, it was, te- it was there was no starter. It's not going to get better. You want me to put Peyton Barber on the list? No. Is that what you want? I you want 20 carries for 40 yards every week? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> If I'm desperate, no, that could be a like you know that could be a potential rankings update thing where yeah. you see one of those guys just shoot up because you know it comes out that Ronald Jones is going to be the lead back and the volume you know kind of dictates that he's going to you know get enough yeah, for us Bruce to rank Arians him higher. Goes, this is a bell cow running back. Then okay, yeah, let's throw him on there. <laughs> yeah. Yep, for until sure. Until then, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Yeah. Yes, uh, John Gruden has basically all but said that Josh Jacobs will be his bell cow. Thank you for so that. Leader. Here he that's, is. <laughs> that's why I've got him. For yeah. a ton of touches. I've got this guy creeping into 300 total. I think you're right right and, on with that. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a running back who gets 300 touches, it's, chances are it's probably within your first and five you, years in the You want to talk about a guy who could float to an RB1 like territory? Damn right. This is a guy who Marshawn could Lynch had a bunch of running back one weeks the past <laughs> couple of years. Not that he was reliable every week, but I think this guy could have a season like that where, you know, you, the matchups will dictate, I think, where he can have a good week and where, you know, they might get blown out and Rashard might come in. I think Oakland will be a lot more competitive yeah. this year. And, you know, that spells well for him, too. Something yeah. really important, though, is how he'll be used in the passing game. We talk about how these guys move up and down rankings and everything based on their passing chops and that PPR total that builds up over the course of the year. If he's not a third down guy, we could have him too high. Yeah, possible. If he's a Marlon Mack. Yeah. I, I mean, he's. But I, I th- think his receiving ability, and it's kind of been proven out that like he caught balls at Alabama at least. Yeah, so we have I, a little track no, record for I him know, where they never but throw. We, we've seen we've seen that go south as oh, well. Yeah. As soon as someone enters the NFL, and that's why we Trent don't have Richardson. him up up at the top. So we have you know yeah, he's plausible yeah. deniability. Our, our, yes, exactly. <laughs> but but I do like him. I like his prospects, and I think he'll be on quite a few of my teamies. I would imagine, yeah. I hope uh, his I hope ADP to have is him. like very affordable for right now too. Well, we'll see what the goes. I know. On. Yeah. Preseason, if, like if, if he comes a, out and gets twenty like, carries yeah. in a preseason, we'll see game, where it goes. But I, th- I could see him being a nice standard value. Yeah. All right. Good floor. I think this is the start of the guys where all of all three of us are excited about the rest of the players from twenty three up to number one. Maybe varying levels of excitement, but let's start with twenty three. Sony Michelle. We loved his rookie year, even though it was don't sweet to be Sony. desired. Don't call me excited game. for Sony Michelle. You're not at all. I'm huh? not not excited. I think he's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. Well, yeah. Hating so like, as hater on Michelle, but, but he doesn't catch any passes. He doesn't, he doesn't. catch any passes, <laughs> and uh, he's just annoying. Like it's going to be tough. Like he, I think he can be one of those Patriot running backs of the old times, where it's just like God, like Corey Dillon. Play? No, so I mean, they they actually went back, and I know we joke around about this, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but they signed Brandon Bolden again. No, unreal. And they, you know why? Because he took them for two TDs when they played in Miami. <laughs> yep. That's got to be it. <laughs> and they drafted a running back. They oh, still I have Rex Burkhead. I don't think he had anything left in the tank. How many uh, touchdowns? Like, I have him for 14. I Same. have him for really? 13, I think. Yeah, and that's, 1,200 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns, and basically nothing from the receiving But field. here's yep. the thing. 20 for 150 and one in receiving If field. he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, he could be Trouble. horrible. He could be awful. But – 
I think he's just going to own the red zone. I think in the playoffs he kind of proved his worth and his capability with that quick burst he has, and he's got power too. He can hit long runs, which he showed you as yeah. well. You know, he's got it. He's got it all as a running as as a runner. We just I, haven't I seen it as a receiver. I don't mean to say that like I'm not excited about him. I think his ADP will be too high for me. I think you're probably right about that. Even for, I think it'll be high for everyone here. Yeah, because it's not like we got him, in, and no one had him too high. We yeah. were all around the same. I love talking about how guys finished the season, and I don't think any running back besides Damian Williams finished better than Sonny Michelle did in the playoffs. Oh, he had Sonny as many was, touchdowns in the playoffs as he did in the regular season. Yeah, he had an awesome run. But he only had one catch for nine yards. In that game games. against the Chargers was domination. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a must-play if you wanted to win in FanDuel. Yeah, he really, he really was. All right, we'll move on to number 22. He's free of Frank Gore. Kalen Balaj will be there, but this might be the year that we get a full 16 games of the Dolphins featuring Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake's going to be like, you know, these are the kind of, like, he's going to catch so many passes. I've got him as so a Tuesday guy. So many meaningless, guy. who cares passes. I mean, a Thursday guy. Right. We're gonna, he's the kind of guy you get excited for as the Dolphins continue to get blown out. If the, if the other team is just ripping touchdowns on the Dolphins, you should be licking your chops if you own Kenyon Drake this year. Because he's going to have ball games. Sicko ex- mode. Exactly what I love about Kenyon Drake. They're going to be bad. And he's the pass catcher. Kalen Balaz is a straight up and down bruiser type runner. And even if. Which is a great compliment to his skill set, too. Sure. But even if he becomes like the starter, right? I still think that Kenya Drake finishes high. Yeah. I, yes. think he's, I think he's an RB2 for sure. I think he's Especially an awesome draft Especially in any target. level of PPR. He's very Caught, unsexy. Had nine total touchdowns last year. Yeah. He's a big play. In a dumpster guy. fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That he deserves more touches. Yeah. We'll see if Balaj eats into it. But the thing that I like is even if Balaj eats into it, which I hope he doesn't. Yeah. It's not going to eat into the thing that creates the most fantasy value for him. Yeah. Which is them losing games and getting those passes. How oh, much yeah. do we like Kenyon Drake? Tom is hoping that an ASU alum doesn't eat into his touches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, I've I, got him for scoring. You know, I think I, I'm excited. I am very excited for him this year. I think he's a PPR. Darling, you can. And he's you want to talk cheaper. about a guy you can draft and put in as your RB two for the year? Oh, Kenyon Drake yeah. in full PPR lock. I'm already thinking yeah. about it. Speaking of which, I don't care what scoring format it is. It's fun to have this guy, and I'm so happy that he's the last of our Tuesday guys. Scott, your boy, Tariq Cohen, love him. We all love him. We've I've got him as him. a Thursday guy too. I've got him and Kenyon Drake hanging out. Yeah, I actually I have Cohen at twenty. Um, I had him at twenty one. You know, the thing is, is his workload is probably not going to change too drastically. He had he had uh, four hundred and something rushing yards last year. I gave him yep. five fifty. I think I gave him five. Uh, I gave him eighty two catches. I believe he caught like seventy two last year. I think he's you know we've heard more about him potentially playing in the slot and yeah. you know moving around the field more. I think he'll catch a little bit more passes. I had him he's at eighty five catches. He's an eighty catch. Almost, you know, 1,100, 1,200 total yard, eight touchdown guy. I have a slight. It's like um, a WR1. <laughs> I have a slight improvement on rushing and receptions for him from his same role, Scott. I agree that not much should change for him, but there were just days and games of misuse. Agree. And I think that we'll see less of that. So I, I've got him for a slight improvement, which is probably why he pushes to a Thursday guy for me. But I love this guy. The thing is, in your lineup, sometimes he gets game scripted in and out. And that's not really part of the misuse. I can wax poetic about this right. forever about game flow, but Tariq Cohen is not a lock to get you, you know, that ten points or right. whatever. No, but he no. certainly has the upside of a twenty spot, 25, yes. something yes. like that. 
and you get that out of an RB two and your lineup and your flex. That's gonna you win. That's, you're probably gonna win. Yeah. Right? So Tariq Cohen is one of those guys with that built-in upside that you know we just go after. I love that. Sort yes. Of thing. Yes. And he goes in a great range because people fear what you said. You know, he doesn't get the carries, and people when they think about running backs, like he doesn't get the carries. You know, he doesn't get the work. He gets it in a much different way, yeah. a unique way that's different from a lot of players in the NFL, and that's what Any, makes him really. such a tough matchup for other teams. Like too. he's not even used in the way that the Patriots use James White because he gets so many more carries than James White does. Exactly. Like he is really like. Just one of the ultimate gadget guys that we have in the league right now, and he's like, you know, he's got he's with the perfect, yes, op- yeah, exactly. offensive minded head coach, exactly to deal with that. Too. You guys and give I him think- a passing touchdown. No, I didn't stand up for that. Oh no. man, no, I he didn't give him. I didn't did. give anyone any Did running he, backs. I think he, he threw like a dime, too. right? I, I think he, he no, he threw like a one yard touchdown. I know that. Oh, that's right. I think he also threw an interception. Possible. It was in that monster. He threw the touchdown that monster game he had against the Giants. He, oh yeah, that was a that was a knife twist in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was more PTSD. I have I had Cohen in like four leagues, so I was going crazy. I'm obviously. sure you were. <laughs> All um, right, again. That so, was that was brutal for me. I'm sad now. As brutal as ranking these running backs were. You know, I like the I like the gruel. I like the the. You're haul. you're a big fan of the grind. You had yeah, the XX. I, Intro playing yeah. while you were doing your rankings. Drinking some coffee, drinking some cold brew. XX oh, yeah. ten hour loop. That's Nothing better. Done. Yeah, Nothing I better. love it too. I love the deep dive. I love the XX. I'm ready for tight ends. Are you ready for the Thursday guys though? Because that's up next. I'm ready for the Thursday guys. All right. Well, we will see everybody on Thursday for running backs right twenty back. through number one. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed running backs 40 through 21. Let us know what you think of our rankings on Twitter. The show is at RutsFF. You can reach Scott at WagsFF. Tom's at HillierFF. I'm at WhySoSerious. We'll also have some fun graphics and running back related stuff on our Instagram at RutsFF as well. You can check us out there. Check us out really anywhere, and we'd really appreciate it. And we'll see you on Thursday for running backs 20 through number one. Keep scoring. <laughs>